Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Saturday Manager, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Welcome to Selk Grassroots. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, The Grassroot Graphics, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC, and A Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, and our shirt sponsors, front of shirt sponsor, is at NJPGD. Let's get on with it. Welcome to this week's episode of The Saturday Manager. I'm your host, Mick Pusick, and manager of Brian and Ropes Reserves, who play Kent County Football Division 1 West. We've got a really good episode coming up ahead. Um, later on in the show, we'll have an interview with Ali Maloney, who is first-team physio for Cray Wanderers and on a Saturday. And also on a Sunday, she's a physio for a well-known YouTube team called SE Dons. So we look into the, um, I guess, really what, you know, what, what the physio role is and how they interact with the squad and all of those things. So definitely worth staying tuned for that. It's a really good one. Um, we'll also look at the results from uh, Saturday the 9th of September for Kent County Division 1 West and we'll look at the um, results and all the fixtures coming up for the forthcoming week. So to start off with we'll have a look back as uh, we prepared for our home fixture against Parkwood Rangers. Um, that fixture happened last Saturday which was the 16th of September. Uh, unfortunately, I had a bit of a, a, a flu type thing that week, so I was unable to make training myself, but it was left in the very capable hands of um, my head coach, um, Stuart Biggs. So big thanks to Stuart for uh, taking the team and putting through their paces and getting them ready. Um, the fixture itself on Saturday, another warm day, as I'm sure many of you will agree. Um, not quite as hot as a Saturday before. Um, but where we were playing on the Astro, I don't know. I, I think we, I, I, we'll touch on this in the interview, but I definitely think whether it's the pellets or whatever the ground is there, it seems to hold the heat more and, and radiate the heat back. So whatever it feels like on the grass, when you come off that and onto the onto the Astro, it always feels a bit hotter. So definitely um, made it a bit uncomfortable conditions. Uh, we had um, a full squad, though. So we had no complaints. As with Bromleyans, we only had two available to uh, be on the bench. Um, we had the full um, repertoire this week, which which helps a lot. We didn't really know a lot about Parkwood. Um, obviously, they're newly promoted. They've they've come up to the division um, along with Falconwood in the runners up positions. Um, we looked at obviously looked at their results and just to see how they're going. And although they're they're pointless up to that fixture. 
Um, their results were pretty close. I think Nip and Tuck and, you know, a goal here. They only lost by a goal to Metrogas the week prior. So, obviously, we knew that they'd be a competitive side and, and uh, we'd have to be at our absolute best to get anything from the game. Um, nothing, you know, anyone that's uh, come up through Division 2 in those positions like we did um, two seasons ago, they're, they're obviously a good team. Um, we set up well. We, we did a good warm-up. Went through all the expectations and what we wanted from the lads. Um, kickoff was fine. Um, probably a really good start, actually. Again, a bit like the Bromleyans game. With the heat, you've got to play the conditions a bit, I think. So you want to keep the ball as much as possible. The ball's your friend. Let them do the, the running and, you know, try and catch and try and win the ball back. But all the time you've got the ball, you know, you don't have to be as intense with your movement as, you know, you would on a transition getting back into shape. So the lads done that. They set up really well. Five minutes in, lovely direct ball, just straight down the middle of the pitch, over the top. Lands maybe four or five metres behind um, their back line. Our forward on the day, um, Tay, was magnificent the whole game. Um, Just his pace took him through the two centre-backs. He split the centre-backs in half. um, Came in, ran into the box, met the ball took it to one side and just slotted it, you know, really, really cool finish, excellent um, for the first five minutes, you know, we're 1-0 up and we're up and running. Um, to be fair to Parkwood, in between that, they're um, 11, they're, or 41 they had, he was uh, playing on the left wing, he was quite a handful and um, he popped up in the box a couple of times, um, tested the keeper and then number nine tested the keeper, um, but again, I felt, we, we, we felt we were quite comfortable um, a few minutes after that, probably about 15 minutes in, um, our midfielder, central midfielder, Dom's done some good work and he's cut into the box from the right, driven a shot, looks like it's gone over the line, he's going to tell me it did, he wants the goal, he's hit the crossbar, it's bounced and it's come back up, um, Josh, who uh, was playing on the left side for us, uh, he's done. He's done brilliantly well because he's basically followed the the play and he's put himself in a perfect position. He's running into the box, and as that ball's bounced up, he's there to follow up on it. And you know, just a simple header into the open goal, really. So we're we're two 0 up with about fifteen played. Um, brilliant start. Uh, carried on. Possession was good again. I think Parkwood may have. Um, got through and may have hit the bar or something, had an effort which, you know, kind of kept us honest and kept us on our toes. And the, the you know, the conversation to the lads was, you know, 2-0, it's not over and we can't afford to be too open. We need, you know, before the game, we wanted us to be a bit tighter because I was a bit disappointed with some of the goals um, we've been conceding this season. Um, too many from set pieces and um, too many um, simple errors that have led to the goals that we've we've conceded this season. And and I think, you know, we need to tighten up on that if we really want to meet our full potential. So, you know, that was the message. So keep it tight. Um, About 10 minutes after that, so about 25 minutes in, we get a free kick, which is basically on level with the box, about five yards to the right. So it's almost like just inside from a throwing spot, um, level with the box from the right. So um, Tommy Geisha, our CM, stepped up to take it and deliver it. He, he's got a wand of a left foot, so he's always going to pull it on the keeper and, and basically put in an in-swinger. And, um, yeah, so he's probably about 25 yards and he, he's just smashed it. 
and it's curled and it's got pace and it's just dipped and everything was just a perfectly struck ball. You know, he was honest enough to admit, you know, the intention was to pull it on the keeper and hopefully one of our big um, centre-backs could make a nuisance and get on the end of it, but that wasn't needed. It was a perfectly struck shot and it's just gone into the top corner, far post. Brilliant, brilliant. So we're 3-0 up um, and we've got about probably... 10 to 15 minutes left in the half so looking really good um said to the lads you know keep it keep it um keep it nice and tight now you know let's try and just you know if we've got opportunities but let's not overcommit um and come back in 3-0 if we can that'd be brilliant um about five minutes after that uh one of our I think it's our it was our fullback and to be fair to him I was playing him out of position he was playing on the left fullback for the first half and he's a right footer um, he's facing his own goal and he's just gone to play it back to the centre-back but he's he's under hit the pass a little bit um, sold him a bit short so Matt's had to come out and try and kind of catch the ball as best he could but in doing so he's, he's, he's missed the ball and just fractionally caught a bit of the player so the player's gone down ref's given a free kick pretty similar to the position where our free kick was on the right side level with the box more or less maybe slightly more of an angle on this one um, after a little um, pause in play while the player got treatment and, and came off, um, they took the free kick and keepers come out. And unfortunately, where he's come, he's not made the ball. I think his run and, and kind of um, on review on the VO, it's put our centre-back off. I think without that run, the centre-back's just going to jump up and head it. But where the keeper's kind of run across his sight of the ball and jumped... He, he's lost track of the ball. He couldn't get to it. Ball's kind of bounced at the back post. And their 41, who was, who was a handful, just turned up and um, tapped it in at the back post. So it was a, another poor piece of defending. Um, from our point of view, I'm not going to um, sugarcoat it. You know, wasn't wasn't good enough. And we're 3-1 with about 10 minutes left on the clock. Uh, another five minutes go. Possession still fairly even, but Parkwood are coming at us a bit more for this bit. They had a bit more of the ball in these five minutes. I think obviously with the goal, they've kind of got that bit of um, that bit between their teeth, and, it, and it's kind of like a bit of a pendulum effect, really, where they're up and we're a bit, you know, or oh, let's just see it through to half time. Um, as as they're coming through, our Dom has done some really good work for us. He he's kind of missed a tackle on the halfway line, which has left left their nine through. Um, I think our centre-backs were maybe sitting a little bit too deep and obviously the centre-backs would be marking the nine. Um, so our, our right-backs then had to feel the need to come across to put a challenge on the nine. And as he's come across to do that, um, the nine's got his head up very good and he's just slotted a pass between the centre-back and, and the, and the right-back um, to their number 10, who's completely unmarked in the box. We've got four men in the box They've got one, and the one that they've got in the box is got no one within three or four yards of him. Um, very simple finish for them. Um, so they're, they're, you know, from what was a very comfortable start at three nil after half hour, we're now coming at half time three two. Uh, I can't go into what was said at half time in the bo- in the changing room, but needless to say, um, I wasn't happy with the defending. Um, I let that I let that be known to the players um, and left it with them, you know, to really have a look at themselves because 
from games where we should be absolutely dominating and, and we should have we should have been in half time well up 3-0 easily. Um, we've just made the game so much difficult for ourselves. It's hot conditions and we've got to go back out and, and, and do it all again now. You know, it's all there to play for. They're, they're going to think that, it, you know, it's there for them and we just make it so much more difficult. But second half, we kick off and uh, the lads, you know, they've got their heads down and they've not let it bother them. Credit to them. Spirit's good. And we, we kick off again. We keep the ball ever so well, I must say. We're, we're moving the ball. We've got so much possession um, we're so comfortable on the ball as well. They're kind of shuffling around, trying to put pressure on the ball. But we were so comfortable receiving it and moving it. Um, it was probably some of the, the best possession football we've played uh, in my time at the club. And um, I think within a few minutes, I now I, I can't quite recall the assist, but there's another ball put through um, to the right wing. They've crossed it. And Charlie Gaish, um, who's come on at half-time, uh, in the number 10 role he's kind of um, made a run into the ball and they've squared it for him and it's one of those where the ball's just a foot behind him so what would have been a really um, good opportunity to finish it's just behind him but full full credit to Charlie he's turned and he's followed the ball out and he's took it all the way he's at, at, at run all their players got to the throw byline retrieved the ball um, and then kind of brought it back to the edge of the box and and pulled it back for Dom. Dom's took it past um, the defender, coming up towards the six-yard box, and then he's pulled back a lovely pass, Tay's run, time to perfection, and he's just there to kind of side foot, half volley, straight in. So I think within the first 10 minutes of the restart, we're 4-2 up, and uh, nerves are settling down a bit. Um from the kickoff again, possession really good. I mean, we looked, we, we just looked so comfortable on the ball. Um, we were moving it, we were playing it between the thirds. If there was a bit of pressure, we were quite happy to turn and knock it back, play it sideways, and find the space to play it back into again. It was really good to see. Um, Charlie, yeah, he's he's picked up the ball um, just in just in their half, and he's made a kind of a, a, a direct run to it. The keeper's a bit off his line. And uh, Charlie's kind of done well to spot that. And he's just, you know, tried to chip him. The keeper's done well, got a hand to it. But all he's really served to do is just put a bit more loop and the ball still goes in. So we're 5-2 up with about 20 minutes played. Possession's really good. We've really minimised the amount of efforts and chances that they've had um, since the um, since the first half. We switched our fullbacks at half time, so that helped a bit. One of our fullbacks was running late in traffic, so we managed to get a more um, natural left 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 back on, and that allowed our right back to go to his natural space. And I think playing it that way, it really quietened down their their forty one, who looked really good. He went from kind of looking like their best player on the pitch to kind of being invisible in the second half, and that's credit to Alan, who really um, you know. Um, done a good job and marked him and marked the man really well and kind of put him in positions where he didn't want it. So not only were we getting our goals, but also we, we were, we'd sussed out the risks and the communication was much better through the back. Um, pressing was much better and the decision-making was, was faultless. Um, about five minutes after that, um, Tommy, we're probably into the last 10 minutes of the game. Tommy again, uh, he's, he's picked the ball up. He's coming through. He's about 30 yards out and... He, he's seen the keeper off the line again. I think the keeper was probably a bit prone to coming out a bit too soon. And his head's not even gone up. It's just great instinct. He knows where the ball is. He knows where the goal is. And he knows where the keeper is. 
So as soon as the ball's come down in front of him, he's just chipped it. And from about 20 yards, 25 yards, he's, he's lobbed the keeper. 6-2, um, game over. Um, we win the second half 3-0. Um, feedback to the lads was that, you know, that second half was faultless. That's, that's the level that we've got to be at now, 90 minutes every week. We've shown what we can do and we need to keep that going. Um, and if we do that, we're going to have a really good season because the football w- w- was was absolutely superb. Um, we we got the VO, so there will be some highlights going up. So if you want to see the goals, they'll probably be up by the time this recording goes out. And you can check it out on um, at Bride and Ropes Reserves on Twitter. Or my Twitter is at Coach Mick P. Um, so you can see I'll probably put a retweet on there as well feel free to give us a follow Um, but yeah I think if anything it's it's definitely worth watching the goals back even if you look at our our third goal from Tommy it's an absolute belter so the quality was there the VO stats I mean it was our best possession game of the season by a long way Um, 65% um, possession so you know it spoke volumes of the control we had on the game which is partly why I was so frustrated at half time because the score line didn't reflect the um the level of possession and the quality of play that we had but to be fair to the lads they took it all on the board they you know they took they took they took the hairdryer on the chin and they come out and they showed what they're all about second half so I couldn't have been prouder of them really a really good result and really important for us um, to keep picking up home wins um, you know that's our third home game we're undefeated at home this season now we've um, you know won two drawn one 13 goals scored so the home form is is really critical for us and really key for us um, coming up next week um, we've got another home game so we've got three home games on the bounce so last week's one against uh, Parkwood as we've just gone through this week we've got Langley Sports at home Um, another good team we know they're competitive and um, we know it'll be a difficult one but for us you know if we can keep our home form going we're the only um, league fixture next week in division one all the other teams are playing either in the uh, Kent Intermediate Cup or the London Junior Cup so it's a real good opportunity we've got a game in hand on Bromleyans where I think we're two points behind them so it's a really good opportunity for us to um, move up up the table and take that game in hand obviously we're not going to take it for granted we know you know club langley uh langley sports rather now you know they're, they're a very um well-established team they were right up there last season pushing and you know i think um we may i think we won we lost and drew with them last season so we know what we've got to do and but on the other side of it after that, we, we go back, we're back to um, Long Lane um, at home and, and they gave us um, a, a real thrashing um, about a month ago at their ground. You know, we lost um, 5-1. So I know the lads have got a point to prove on that. So we're not trying to go too far ahead, but there's opportunities for us now. You know, the, the, the form and, and the points that we've put on the, on the table and our game in hand this Saturday mean that, you know, if we can get back-to-back wins at home, then all of a sudden, you know, we're looking in the top three and things are looking up for us equally. If we get no points, we're going to end up um, being back down into 10th or whatever it is and, um, you know, looking to uh, have to re- rebuild again. So we're, 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 pos- we're positive and we're looking at it as a real good opportunity and, we really, and the lads are really going to be up for it and uh, we're really looking forward um, to the next couple of weeks and the next couple of home games. Um, so coming up next, we've got that interview with Ali Maloney. So stay tuned.
We now welcome to the show Ali Maloney. Ali, welcome. How are you keeping? Oh, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks. So how are you, more importantly? Yeah, no, I'm really good, actually. As I said earlier in the show, we had a really good uh, result on Saturday. So um, feeling very good this morning. Uh, nice to get another home win. So, yeah, ticking over, all good. So we've had, as I'll just do a little bit of an introduction to yourself, if that's all right for a moment. I mean, um, as some of the listeners will know, we've had many great conversations with other managers and players. We've even had referees on from the officiating point of view. And Ali, you're a very well-known Saturday physio. And I thought it'd be really good to have, a, you know, somebody on to give us a sort of track on, inside track on, all things physio, how we can get around it, how you got into it. Um, it's an integral part of the Saturday football scene. Um, and it's something we haven't touched on. So I think it'd be a really interesting conversation. So, I mean, just initially, a little bit about, you know, your your first sort of steps into being a physiotherapist. Was it through football or did you start off through um, a career-wise? What first got you involved? So it's kind of a little bit of both, really. So I, I started off some while ago, and I don't want to give away my age, but we I started off about when I was about 20 um, doing football physio. But essentially from the age of about 15, I wanted to be a physiotherapist. So I uh, love football, love sport, loved, loved, loved all the idea of it. And I, I found it was a good way to get into sport without getting kicked every weekend, which I didn't like so much. Um, yeah. So I'm dealing with the kicks rather than getting kicks, which is much better, I can assure you. Okay, Essentially, um, straight went, went from school um, into sixth form, sixth form into university, did a degree in physiotherapy. And then um, I was very lucky to get a mentor in sport, a gentleman called Alex Gallego. He worked over at um, Cray Valley, as it was then, and Charlton Vets. So he took me under his wing um, just before I finished doing university. And then he got me into a club, really. So, okay. And that's the end of the show. It's a long time ago now, because I've been doing it well, about sort of 16 odd seasons, I think. Like that. Oh really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, I look about ten, but I'm not. <laughs> Died when you were very, very young. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, so it's quite interesting. So you kind of knew from from secondary school that this was the kind of career you wanted to go in, and when you left, done eight, your A levels. Is it? I'm assuming you did A levels if you went to a degree. Yeah, so uh, yeah, essentially I went, um, I was one of those really weird kids that seemed to know what they wanted to do very early. And right, um, yeah. my, my, my grandfather's from St. Lucia and he had a he had a stroke, unfortunately, when he was back at home. And um, when he came back, it was a situation of, oh, granddad, you know, what, what happened? How are you walking? Because I was a little bit naive at the time as to how strokes worked. And he said, oh, mm. I had physiotherapy. And, you know, I did it. Oh, that sounds interesting. What's that? Um, and I had a look into it. And, oh, actually, this, is, this could be a bit of me. It's, it's a mixture of sport. It's a career, you know. Mm. My, my grandparents um, always been very much about getting a good career in life and about having a career mm. that can drive you through your whole life. And mm. one guy does with a bit about pensions and about looking after yourself. I thought, this is perfect, really. I can, I can nail it. So I went yeah. from being an archaeologist in my head, um, I think probably like Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, oh, so actually, I want, I want to be a physiotherapist. And it got yeah, driven yeah, yeah. right at that point then that GCSEs got driven towards it. A levels. I was, I was quite lucky that I just kind of fell into a career that I loved. Um, yeah. No, never looked back, really. I think everyone wanted to be an archaeologist when they were a kid. I mean, I, I'm much, much older than you. So for me, uh, it was like the Indiana Jones movies. You know, you ex- watch those. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you get it's a hat, about. You get you know, a hat. You get like a hat. Running around in the desert, around. finding antiquities. What, what could be better? I mean, now I'm just dealing with antique footballers. It's all great, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the <laughs> ones that need them myself, aren't they? Yeah, there are a few dinosaurs in football. <laughs> they're going out, but there are still a few of them around. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So... From, so very early on then, so you've gone through and then you've done a degree in physio- physiotherapy mm-hmm. and that takes mm-hmm. a few years, I'm, I'm assuming. 
Yeah, it's a three-year degree. So, I mean, there's many different ways of getting into um, what we call physio. Because physio is kind of like an umbrella term in sport. Um, mm. So, you've got your sports therapist, mental health therapists. You've got um, first aiders. But my, my background is a physiotherapist. So, I've mm. got the, the whole title there. Absolutely. Not showing off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, coming into the football side of things mm-hmm. then. So, when did you first start getting involved in the physio role? For football clubs was that whilst you were training or you yeah, know, so, you mentioned yeah. Cray, um, was it Cray Wanderers? You Cray, mentioned Cray Valley. So Cray I, Valley. I, I, big if problem. you can see a badge on because I've got game today, but um, yeah. essentially, um, I, I, I was shadowing Alex for quite a long time, um, just from sort of nineteen twenty, just to get an idea of whether I liked it or not. Obviously, fell in love with it, um, and then one day he said to me, "I'll oh, meet me down. At, um, I'm going." Very local now, it's cold old leisure centre. I said, well, go and meet me down there. We've got to go and help Greenwich Borough out. Um, I'm going back along because they're not even in club anymore, really sadly. But he said, come help me out. I turned up, waited for it, waited for a bit. He goes, got a phone call from my my, my owl. And he said, Al, um, this is your team now. Um, I'm not coming. Good luck. You don't need me anymore. Go, kids. <laughs> and that was the end of the and you know what? I was a little bird that was very quick to get out of the nest. I think he sensed that. So it's the right thing to do. And yeah. sometimes you've got to learn the hard way. And do you know what? I've never looked back and I've never had I've never I've never not had a team since that point. Um and I was about twenty then. So yeah, great, great things really. Um I owe him so much. I really do. He's he's a great man, but uh even the greatest must leave this world, but he's he. Hopefully, I'm keeping his legacy going as we Absolutely, go now. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> hopefully, that's what and that's what <laughs> yeah. it is, isn't it? It's passing on the knowledge mm. to the next generation, and exactly. Um, you know, you it's in very safe hands. It sounds mm. like with yourself there carrying that torch now. But yeah, I mean, so you started off with Greenwich Borough, so that's um, quite a big, quite a nice club to start with, isn't it? In those days, you know, they're a very uh, well-established team. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, even more, I remember their players. Um, the most famous one, I guess, would have been Ian Wright coming through. Mm. Probably a bit before then. Um, yeah, very, very. Am, but um, you know, they've they've got um, a good reputation. So going into it, then, so you know, for aspiring physios, if there's young people out there now that are thinking, "Oh, this this sounds interesting to me. I like sport. I like physiotherapy, or I like the idea of being around the teams and not getting kicked and uh, <laughs> helping people that are kicked." Is there, what, what are, do you know anything about the pathways? I know I'm putting you on the spot a bit, but oh, no. obviously you've gone through a degree. Is that, is that, necessar- is that necessarily um, the only route in if you wanted to start mm. with a club or are there other routes in? I'm obviously a little biased because I have gone through a degree and I'm a physiotherapist, but there, I do a lot of le- um, like sort of lecturing at universities for helping people get into sport. Um, so essentially the, the key thing I always think is to get a bit of experience, to ask somebody, maybe a bit like myself or, all you've got to do is go on, on football Twitter and you find loads of physios around and, and ask them, can I come and shadow you? Can I have a little look at what it's like? Um, um, if you, um, I would say if you want to be a physio, if you want to be a physiotherapist, you're going to need to do a bit of interest. Experience. I work in a hospital as well. I work in the, in the NHS outside so of football. So you're a physio for the NHS as well? I am, yeah. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm a literally always always working, um, but mm. it's a great job. Um, but essentially, if you can sort of go into doing a little, little bit of experience in, in, in a hospital, it always helps your applications. Um but I would say, like, like for myself, get get someone who's going to keep a little eye on you, mentor you, give you some really tip advice. Because there's things that we we don't tell you about when we do things like this, the things that are not so good, or the things that are a bit more difficult some days. Hmm. It's always worth getting an idea of before you before you get into the the, the job because it is, it is a career. It's like it will hopefully last you a whole lifetime. Yeah, this sort of job, um, if you like it or not. Um, I think always having a, a good passion. For, I mean, I'm very passionate about football. Um, that's mm. why I love it. I mean, I, I couldn't be a player, so I'm, now I'm a physio. But essentially, if you've got that passion, it'll drive you through those, those bad days. 
Um, I would say for physiotherapy, you have to have done um, A-levels, degrees to get into that job. But mm-hmm. there are many different, I mean, there's sports therapy, there's massage therapy, there's there's first aid courses. There's ways of getting into this job without doing a degree. I'm doing, I've got a few guys that I've mentored and they've always um, perhaps done physio as a, as, a, as a second degree or a bit, when they're a bit more mature. There's yeah. always options, always an opportunity. Uh, I feel yeah. like football, isn't it? Because you don't make it at first, I mean, you can't make it in the end. Uh, or yeah, like flex, I said, flex. there's many different routes, isn't there? Exactly. So yeah. I think it's one of the things that it, it, it feels a bit finite if you were going on a physiotherapy degree because it is, you have got to have a good science background and probably mm-hmm. some quite good grades now. Um, mm-hmm. It was certainly back in the day when I did it, but mm-hmm. there's always ways around it. And if, it's a, if anyone wants to have a chat, I'm more than happy to have a chat about it. I do, I do a lot of work in university trying to, um, mainly with sports science students, just trying to help them find a career after they've done sports science. And physio yeah. is one of those degrees that kind of might come after that. But uh, always have a good look. Have a good look. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think, I think what you're saying is <laughs> very true as well, particularly mm. younger people. It's like, you know, um, like me, I, I read science when I was younger many years yeah. ago, and I, that was what mm. I always wanted to do. In my first job, I was a research and development mm. scientist for a, a pharmaceutical company. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, it, was, it sounds interesting, <laughs> but actually, um, after about three years, I, I found yeah. it really dull, you know, and, mm. and I didn't really, it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And then I ended up, you know, moving in, my path changed mm. absolutely completely. But once, you, if you've got a degree, you know, you've got that background, you, it gives you opportunity mm. to, to look at other things. But it just wasn't for me. And, you know, I think if I had done something like um, a bit of experience in the mm. job for a bit before that, I might have not learned that lesson before mm. going into it because once you're in, you kind of, oh no, this is, I've spent years training, I'm here now, I'm going to have to stick with it for a yeah. while. So I think that, you know, that's a really good idea. If you're, if you're mm. slightly, you know, if you're going through your A levels now and you're thinking, you know, this is what I want to get into, try and find a, a, a club that you can sort of shadow someone and spend mm. some time, see what the day to day is about and see if it really is for you. You know, it's really good advice. Oh, so, I, I, I do that very fit in life. I always give it a try first. Yeah, oh, I, exactly right. I, I think, well, I'm, I'm one of those people, once you commit, I think you have to commit. And I think yeah. um, if you find that thing that lights your spark inside you, there's nothing better in this world, is there, than when you think, ah, I've, I've exactly. nailed it. I've, I've got it. I've got... You find the right, when you find it, and it's then it's not, when mm. it's not work, then you, oh. you've, hit, you've hit it. You, you know, you're winning. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So you, at the moment, you're... Working with two clubs at the moment. So you mentioned you're with Cray Wanderers. So a little bit oh. about them there. Play Saturday football in their step four or five, I think. Um, I think they I always forget the steps. Oh, I think they're step four. They're Isme and Prem. Um, Isme and Prem. Oh, yeah. Just below the old conferences. <laughs> yeah, very good standard of Saturday football. So that's a mm. really nice club to be there. And then you also manage on a Sunday. So you get to see the grassroots side of things as well. So it's a bit of everything really, isn't it? You get to see all sides of football. Yeah, variety is a spice of life for me. I think I love I love challenging myself. I love I say I'm, I'm, I, football's my my hobby. It's my passion yeah. in life. But if I get yeah. to sit there every weekend and watch football for free, I've nailed it. I think yeah, um, yeah. that's about my dad coming along going, oh, you nailed it, girl. Well done. Um, <laughs> so sit, yeah, no. Do you know what I think it is? It's just that um, I've done Saturdays for a really long time, um, and it's obviously quite structured. You've got quite set up um, management teams, and it's yeah. always quite it's quite it's not it's not the Premier League. Let's be something real, but there's a, there's a level of structure to, to to Saturday football now, but Sunday's the grassroots scene is completely different. Obviously, I'm with the SE Dons, who are a YouTube team, mm-hmm. which took me about oh my god, about a year to get my head around the camera. It's like 18 million cameras, cameras there, 
and they catch every hair out of place, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> every hair. On a, and when it's at 9 a.m. on a Sunday, I'm not always... I was going to say, a 9 a.m. kickoff on a Sunday morning. Honestly, a, honestly a 9 a.m. Uh, shoot call is not the one. Um, but you know what? It, it took me out of my comfort zone. Um, mm. And it took me into a new part of my career that I didn't know I, I had in my locker. Um, it took me into sort of getting more confident with presenting myself, a bit like on things like this, really, about mm. sort of sharing my experiences with people about letting that legacy of Alex grow a bit differently and say that actually this is a really great job and this is what I do and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that every day I sit here massaging Messi's legs I don't do that but this is what a physio is and this is what I do for a living and I think I'll probably be quite a lot on this week I think because there's a lot of injuries Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet but um Essentially, it's one of those things that it's it's given me a new a new a new direction in my career around sort of teaching, around sort of learning those new skills. I think that's the great thing about physiotherapy is that you never stop learning. So even when you think you, you you're bored and it's not really going anywhere, you just have to look left and there's something different happening, or this is this has changed, or you know, it's, it's a continually developing career. A bit like coaching, I suppose, isn't it? That's always changed. Yeah. Always new ways. Of, I know it's the same way of scoring a goal, but a different ways of getting there. Yeah, it's always I mean, new ways of learning, isn't it? Yeah, we, well, everyone, everyone's, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, things always are, are yeah. cyclical, but you're right, yeah, yeah the, you know, it goes from, you know, yeah. the styles of play change, shapes change, formations change, but essentially yeah. it's football, you know, yeah. the, the game's same pretty much, you know, for 100 years, there are yeah. changes here and there, but the um, the way that you approach it and, you know, the way you look at it and the way yeah. you, you build up and... All of those things, they're always developing. And as a coach, you know, they, they, mm. DFA love the, you know, the, to coin the phrase, it's CPD and the continual professional mm. development. So we're always on, you know, whether or not we're, so with COVID so much, whether or not we're actually mm. meeting rooms all the time and doing things. But there's so much content online. There's, you know, new new mm. ideas. So we're always looking and listening and trying to grow and adapt, you know, and what we do coaching-wise and like you say, any any career really, isn't it? Mm. If you want to stay at the top and keep up, you know, you've got to you've got to keep up with mm. the times and with the modern modern progress. Mm. So, yeah, it's good to hear, and it makes it interesting as well, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Like it's just it's one of those varieties. It's a, yeah, variety is a spice of life. I think every really every injury is, yeah. every injury you see is a bit different. Every player is a bit different. You've got to manage them a bit differently. Every manager's a bit differently. Let's be man- I've got to manage the manager sometimes. Let's be honest, but um, <laughs> not always the easiest job. I'm quite lucky. My two my two gaffers at the minute, Kingy and uh, Smudger, are outstanding. So they are yeah. very, very, very good to work with. Good. Well, that's what you want, <laughs> isn't it? Because it is, yeah. you know, it's interesting to hear that there's obviously that dynamic yeah. there. Because yeah. you always wonder what they're saying. You see them all sitting on the bench in the physios, and they're kind of you know going on. I guess you're during a game, your evaluations critical to them you know because mm. players are players they, they ain't gonna want to come off are they let's no, be honest never, you know? never. And they'll be like, oh, I'm all right I can carry on and their legs hanging off or, mm. or whatever it is so. you be do you know what it is I think you like, obviously you have to be aware of the game and what's happening and how the mood uh, what, what the scores are you have to be aware of those little things but mm. I think you know, the you kind of watch it a bit different tactics you're kind of watching who's getting tired is so-and-so limping oh you know Ben's just come back from injury um how many more minutes has he got left in the tank? And you've only got like, it might be a case on, but you have to look at the gaffer. You've got one sub left. I've got three of them that I'm looking at. Um, we've got to make a really difficult choice here. Um, it may not be the right one, but we've got to make some kind. And kind of always working together because ta- you might want to tactically change it for a goal. I'm going, well, actually, you know, old Ben in the, over at right back is limping. Um, mm. If you make that change, bear in mind he might he might be a problem. <laughs> um, mm. But we'll try and manage that. Um, 
but also it's about having a relationship isn't it because you have to have a, I mean like we, we, we sit here we walk up and talk about it. I, I just did a 10 hour course at the FA from up for a pitch side which I could have done without I don't know ITR on a Thursday um, but anyway uh, we won't go into that too much how many hours it, uh, it, was, it was a whole day and I just wow. honestly it was in it's in Burton and I said oh my god I have to drive away long day but we got that, it was, that, I mean I'm not was that the main St George's is that it was Burton? it was really yeah. cool to go there I just yeah, could have done yeah. without it um being, <laughs> being on a Thursday but luckily my manager at work at the NHS was very very happy I'll, I'll, I'll give you a day off it's not a problem so I've had nice of him to do that I've yeah. been a bit a little bit of trouble but essentially um because it used to be Livershaw years ago, didn't it? Yeah. And then they built oh, this new state of the art one. So yeah. I would love it was it was lovely to go there. Has he had the other half live? And the, the the guys that did it were amazing. They were all like sort of ex Premier League or current Premier League. What did the England set up? So they're, they're inspirational. Could I have done with it being at Dartford? Yes, is the simple question answer that question. I think if you want to include my 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 gripe with it, I'll, I'll, I'll be more candid. Is if you want physios to be engaged in the process of getting better, getting better qualified of raising our standards which I think we do need to do collectively if I'm being honest we do need to collectively raise our standards to be more baseline of managing our players in a more in a more um, what's the word for it kind of in a more unionised way mm-hmm. I think you've got to make it more accessible to those physios so if you did maybe do one in the South East region one in the North East one in the mm-hmm. South North West wherever you want to go with it I think you'll get more buy-in from clubs and from people that do it yeah. but that's my, that's my as I said I love the idea of it I think it's great at taking it seriously I think healthcare and football needs to, be, needs to be more seriously taken. I think given a lot of instances, you've seen it in recent weeks, you know, sort of people getting very nasty, very bad injuries. Mm. And I think I look at it differently from Pat managers where I think that actually that player's injury, yes, it's horrible and they're out of football for a year, blah, 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 blah. but they're also out of, they're out of work for a year. It's, it, could be, it could be life-changing for that player. Yeah. And we need to be better at managing that as, as a sport, I think. But yeah. we're getting there. I just think maybe next time they can do it a bit more locally. But that's just that, that's just my little my little side gripe was that. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, good, it's a good insight. I mean, yeah. I know I've heard it with other courses as well. You know, yeah. uh, um, at Burn, but I think the FA they've 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 spent so much money on that facility now that <laughs> mm. they, they probably just feel that they've got to call everyone in there for yeah. everything I'll so be fair trying to justify it, the spend on it you know it was, it was lovely to go there to the national team isn't it it's England yeah. home but they're only probably there one week out of the year so the rest yeah. of the year they've got to make it make money and, and you know mm. but you're right it's you've got if you've got a, a long an all-day course if you're coming from Kent it's probably yeah. two, two and a half hour journey to get to Burton at least if mm. you're driving then you've got good traffic mm. but you know, you had five hour travel on, and then all of a sudden mm. you've got to either spend a night out there in expense or Mm-mm. it's a very long day. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, but I was really interested in what you were saying, mm. um, as well prior to that about you know mm. how you kind of have to have that relationship with the players and understand a bit about you know who's coming back from injury, who might have a yeah. niggle, and, and things like that. So you kind of so you're constantly scanning the pitch, you, to you are keep an eye and on any issues you, before they become. <laughs> problems I guess. A hundred percent. I think you also have to watch the whole game as well. It's really hard to do because you've got kind of a bit like a ref I suppose. You've got to watch the whole mm. game while watching incidents and there's moments where, where the risk goes up so like corners, um, goal kicks, thinking about head clashes. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, also yeah, like I, I tend to I tend to find when you, know, you, you must admit when games get a bit heated 
you're thinking, oh, there's something coming. There's there's going to be a moment soon. You get like a sixth sense for it, do you? Yeah, and you're you like, know, it's coming. See. It's going to it's going to be a big tackle. It might be that you know they're getting a bit ratty with the ref, or one team thinks they're being hard done, and everyone thinks they're being hard done by in football, right? The ref never gets it right. Poor poor mm. refs, they never get it right. Yeah, no, they have a tough job. I mean, I, and when and when you yeah, and when you can see the oppo manager getting a bit aggy with the ref, thinking this is building up to something, and it might just go to nothing, but yeah. there's normally a big tackle at the end of it with yeah. Nelson, someone screaming, um, and then normally I have to get a bit involved. But it's, yeah, you're kind of watching the mood of the game. You're watching how people are reacting. If somebody's sort of going into their shell a little bit, you know, mm. you're kind of watching all those elements that can change a game massively. It is, it's exhausting some games. Some games I just sit there, sounds, yeah. It sounds exhausting um, just listening to it. So, yeah. but, but you, I think you're kind of watching different things. And as I said, like, yeah, like, I mean, I said, I've got, a, I mean, I've not been at Cray particularly long. I've, I've come back to Cray from having gone to Barking for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I've got a new manager I've never worked before, and he is amazing with Harry, how he communicates and how he speaks. But we have to have a good relationship really quickly. We, because ultimately, I'm going to go to him actually. Gaff, I know you want. I know you want to win this game. Where it was nil nil. You've seen the chart. I mean, we've got the FA Cup today. Hmm. We're nil nil in the 85th minute, and I'm going to him actually. You know, old Ben's not looking so good. And he goes, actually, I want to score a goal. I don't want to go Ramsgate on Tuesday night. Hmm. And I go, cool. Let's, uh, make make the call, Gaff. I'll I'll work with what you give me. Um, and it yeah. may be that we have to say to Ben, give me give me another 10 minutes, Ben. I'm, I know it's not ideal. Hmm. We'll sort you out afterwards and make a tactical <laughs> right. decision. Yeah, no, yeah. but it, it, no, it is a patch yeah, job no, sometimes. It's true. I'll, I mean, I'll, 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 you know, we 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 don't have the luxury of physio at the moment mm. at Brighton, but you know, you kind of see players, and some of them say, you know, I'm getting a bit tight mm. here. I, I could do with coming off and that, and you just say to them, can you can you get through mm. five more minutes? And they they they're pretty they know their bodies, and if they can't, mm. they say no. And if they say yeah, I can, then you know they're kind of just trying exactly. to tempt it a bit, and you, you can yeah. get a bit more out of them, but. So what's so let's talk him talk it through like you know on a on a Saturday, what what does a typical day look like? So you know when you arrive, are you how, how does it start and through the, so, the warm up and into the game itself? We'll skip the bit where I get to stuck in traffic for twenty five minutes and yeah, get really aggy, but, um, and, yeah. and singing it's singing on the way to, yeah singing on the way to the ground. But essentially, um, you get to the ground. The first thing you normally check when you get there, sort of subconsciously is exits, entries for ambulances. Right. Um, you didn't you, the... How long before kickoff would you typically need I'd, to be, be on site? I'd, I'd normally try and be there at least sort of half an hour, 45 minutes as a minimum. You can get there a bit earlier, but um, mm. depending on what you need. But anything more than that, you're just sitting around on your phone most of the time on Instagram, just doing mm. just nonsense. Um, yeah. but, um, or put web pages before the game, see what's happening around you. But so you get there quite early, you check, you check, and so as you come in, you see where the ambulance actually enter, you might say hello to the ground staff. Um, I then normally go into the into the change room, have a little look around, see what the setup is. If, at this level, you should have a, a massage bed, you should have treatment tables, things like that. But sometimes you can be like stuck in the shower room, so you make sure you've got enough space to work or making enough space to work. You might also check that it's definitely not broken. I've had that a few times when they sit on it and it collapses. <laughs> you're, like, ah! um, you're thinking, oh no, that's not that's not a good start to the day. That's um, your first injury it. before you've even. It is. You go brilliant, and and it hit my foot as it went down. So I've been injured too. I'm out for four weeks. Um, no, but, um, thankfully, and there's never been an injury for that. But just to double check it's working, I might sit on mm. it myself to check it out. So I then go your equipment, check your yeah, environment. Essentially, so then you go and normally go and check like the. Um, They've normally got like a sign on the change room about like the local hospitals, where things are, mm-hmm. who your first aiders are. And then normally I'll just start to get to work a little bit. Boys will come in, we rubs, um, straps, 
Um, occasionally it's a fitness test. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of fitness tests before games. I like to make sure that I know that they're ready, but sometimes, yeah, I've got to do a fitness test or yeah. check somebody's ready to play because the earlier I let you know as a gaffer, the better it is for you, for your plans. And no one wants to find out in the warm-up today because it's, it's the least ideal situation. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be a case of once I've done my treatments and the boys are normally out warming up, I do like to go and watch them if I can just to see how they're warming up. Mm-hmm. To see what to sort of sense the mood of the team, get an idea for who's moving right. Sometimes you know it's a limp before, you know, then you're limping a bit today, you know. Um, what's going on? You go, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. You might like, Gaffrey, ends are really limping a bit. Have a little word in for me, trying to affirm it with me. Um, and then what I'd normally do is go back in and check all my like emergency equipment. So I'd be like the mm-hmm. defib, um, checking that's all that's all ready to go, and it's it's. I've, you know, it's, it, I've, I've checked check it um, about four times a week, so it's touch wood, it's normally all right. But yeah. one last... Do you have your own, you own defib with you, or do you yeah, not so, away oh, games and things like that? Just I'm, I'm very cool. lucky this season. Someone donated us one for Cray. Um, our cameraman, Ozzy, cameraman, I belittled him. He's a, he's a media guru for, for um, both Dons and for Cray. He got um, a charity, the Cray charity, to, to, to donate us a, a pitch side one. So we, we've got one that always does it. It's much nicer to have one with you, but um, there should be one at every ground anyway. But it's nice to have one on bet on bench with you as well. She's it's a, a new thing for me because normally we have yeah, one. And, and they're all <laughs> similar, but it's you know mm. it's nice to know the one that you're working with rather than yeah see you know understand it because I know they are ninety yeah. percent there, but yeah. if you've got one you're more familiar with. Yeah, in the event of that every oh, second count, you know, doesn't it? So. It's, it's it's that thing of just having a bit of knowing that it's definitely work, definitely on. It's definitely batteries on. The, yeah, the, the pads yeah, yeah, are in yeah. day, and the, yeah. you hope you never touch it. That's what I yeah. always say. You hope yeah. it just sits on that bench in the mm-hmm. corner, the blood shut over it, um, and no one ever goes anywhere near it. But yeah, yeah you just know when it, if it's touch when the time ever comes, it's needed. All mm-hmm. you got to do is put it on, let it do its magic. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Um, Simple exactly. as that, and then and then the game comes. So then you just sort of work in, and after the game, it's the patching up after the game. You know, so you, so you've got the first half out of the way, and then half yep. time. I'm assuming that's a busy time for you sometimes. It can be. So I always go around after the ball. All right, I get the sweets out. That's the most important part of my day is getting the sweets out, so they yeah. they can have a bit of a bit of something to eat. Yeah, a bit of energy. Um, checking in with people, letting Gaffer know whether they're okay or not, or if somebody's only got ten minutes more left in them, or so you're sort of planning ahead for second half. Mm-hmm. Um. And then and then you go back out. It can be quite a lot of like um, if you've had like particularly if you get like a, a first half blood injury, mm-hmm. I try and get them in and then patch them up properly at half time. I've got a bit of time and a bit of a bit more clarity to look at it, which is not a, a problem. But yeah, other than that, you just tend to just go with the flow a little bit. Really, quite flexible. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there doing nothing, listening, listening to the t- to the gaffer shout, them, which is always fun. <laughs> I think you, you get a sense when the gaffer's going to absolutely lose it. <laughs> he goes yeah. running, go before he comes in, he shouts, "Is everyone okay?" Good, get ready. He's gonna have a go at you all. Firm it, and out you go and change the second half. I need to get on yeah. with it again. <laughs> Try and get in before he does. <laughs> get the, the hairdryer. Yeah. Starts throwing the teacups about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah you've got to do it. It's not, you know what? It's, it's, it's all yeah. psychology, isn't it? Sometimes you've got to do it. You know, exactly right. It's carrot and stick, isn't it? You know, yeah. you can be as uh, you know as as kind and kind of helpful mm-hmm. as you can be, but sometimes they just need to stick, don't they? Because mm-hmm. if the message isn't getting through, honestly. Um, yeah, <laughs> so then at the oh, end of the game's yeah. end, so you get through the game, and then at the end of it, I guess there's the warm down, and then it's kind of mm. a bit of 
analysing any problems that you might have from that? Yes. So it's for me, I I keep a little list of my injuries. So it's updating the lists of what's happened in the game, just so I know what's happening because I tend to forget stuff otherwise. Um, But you have a little look at who's injured. You've got a spreadsheet of the squad. Um, I I write it on a bit of paper. I've got like a little book. (laughs) It's my baby. No one touches it apart from me. But essentially you write down sort of what's been going on in the day because sometimes you've got like, Oh, actually, that's when you hurt your leg. It was three weeks ago when that's been going on. Or you, so you've got an idea of when things are happening. Um, but essentially, he's having a look at where the players are. And then also have a little catch-up with a gaffer to say, like, who's cause invariably having an injury from a game. Um, if you're lucky, you don't. If you don't, then you go see him, look, you know, poor Ben. I haven't got a Ben at Tim. using Ben as a name today. Um, I was going to say, but, I yeah. hope you haven't got a Ben there. Because he's in trouble, isn't he? He's my big... You know, honestly, he's got concussion. But it's always Ben. I don't know why I always use the word, but he's short, I think. Um, <laughs> He'll kill me. But essentially, you know, oh, you know, Ben took a knock. Um, we'll have a look at it in a week, but odds are he's not ready for next Saturday. Um, just so he's got it in his head, early doors, planning. You can't always be... I, I feel like some managers, they want us to be like, right, how long time? Do they, I can't tell at the moment. You've got to let the swelling come out or you've got to see what it's like tomorrow. Mm. Um, but it's almost like getting an idea of something like, look, um, you've got three knocks from the game. Um, I reckon two of them would be all right. One won't be so good, but I will catch up with them tomorrow and we'll let you know how it's going or we'll see him on training Tuesday or whatever it might be. Um, so you're almost like planning for the week ahead a little bit. And then you go in the bar, I always have a can of Coke, because that's what I do. And then you run off home. <laughs> Hopefully in the traffic. <laughs> Back in the traffic. So yeah. then, so on, after a match day, then I guess in between that, then you'll, you'll be working with the players on training days. To, if there's anyone that needs work, how, how would yeah. that normally look? So normally training-wise, I tend to get there really early, because so I go straight from work. Um mm. Players have come in. Um, you sort of keep an eye on the players who are the players who are going to train. Come in a bit earlier. They get their their rubs, their wraps, um, their treatment, their exercise program, whatever it might be they need. And then they go out and train with the boys. Um, and then the ones who can't train, I tend to keep in with me, and we'll do a bit sort of when the old boys are out. I do like trying to keep them all together like, at the same like time. Day yeah, yeah. So I do like to try and get yeah exactly. I do like to try and get them in. I think it's important that the squad stays together. Yeah. I know it's a bit it's a bit weird, but like. If I can try and let, yeah, yeah, because being injured is really lonely. Um, yeah. But if you've got a long-term injury, if you've got like a short, like a little knock on the toe and you're out for a week, it's not a real big problem. But if you've got like a knee injury, you're going to be out for four to six weeks. It's a really lonely place to be and you need your teammates around you and you need to know that you're part of the squad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you hear the horror stories from some people saying like, as soon as they got injured, people just forgot them. And yeah. they came in a different day, a different time for the squad. The gaffer wouldn't acknowledge them in the corridor. And it's quite, it's quite, an, it's quite, a, it's quite, when you think about, about, about men's mental health, um, that's not a nice place to be in. Yeah. Um, so I, I always. really low anyway, because you want to be playing. Exactly, you know, exactly. So you want, you want some support, don't you? Yeah, for, all footballers want to do is play football. I think it's a very rare occasion. I know we've, um, we've been debates online about how footballers are these days. It's very rare you get a footballer who doesn't want to play football um, mm. because, when they're not injured. And it's normally because of how they feel or how they feel mm. not included. So part of my job is sort of a little bit of, it's like a little bit of talking therapy, I suppose, talking to them, keeping them, keeping them going, yeah. catching up with the boys. You know, I, I like to have a chat with the boys at training, see how they all are, just to sort mm-hmm. of again get that relationship still going, have mm-hmm. a bit of a laugh because that's always nice, isn't it, for me as well. Cool. But yeah, I think, but ultimately, like, um, I do. I, if I get the chance, I do like to get a bit of a bit of a nerd. I like to watch them train. Because yeah. I like to see the I like to see the patterns of play. I like to see what the gap wants them to do. Yeah. How we like to play football. Also, just like, um, get an idea of how the boys move because everyone's got a different um, movement pattern. So it, me and you all run very differently. I don't really run anymore. I'm too old. But um, kind of hobble now as I'm on the pitch. But essentially, no, you're not. Uh, no, you're not. You, <laughs> oh, you're as you feel. 
I, I put about 60. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't, I won't even go there. They're in, they're in my problem. <laughs> I want my running machines, you know, when they tell you yeah. your, your, uh, what, what, your biological yeah. age. Yeah. Oh, my God, it put uh, about 15 years on me. I was like, it? oh, oh. No. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's Management will do that to you, honestly. I know. Yeah, well, management, <laughs> football management and, and, and work management as yeah, well. Yeah, honestly, you add you. <laughs> but um, essentially, what I, I like to watch them because I like to see what the gaffer wants to do. Because if you understand how the gaffer wants to play, mm. you can rehab players a bit better, or you know how so and so moves, or if someone's a bit quick, someone's a bit more of a unit. You, you, yeah. you rehab them differently. Yeah, yeah. Never, really, never really thought of it that way. I guess, mm. like knowing the, the the style of football that they, yeah. they play, you pro- it, it might lend you to thinking that there might be more risk of certain types of injuries. You know, like if it's like a high press and they, you want sprint, sprint, mm. sprint, then. Or a low block where people just kind of sit exactly. in more and there's less movement. You're going to get exactly this. Yeah. injuries, aren't you? Yeah. Also, I just love football. I love learning. I like seeing what yeah, the gaffers get up to. But football, also, yeah. there's a football fan in there as well. So you, oh, I, I love guess, it. From yeah. that point of view, you, you get into taking a lot of um, yeah, a lot of knowledge from the the coaching it, staff and, it is. and the teams and the players. Sometimes, yeah, it's just it's nice to know how to clean play. So you know that when you when you're like sounds silly when you've got an injury and you've got to do a sub, you might before even the gaffer. Um, you know, Tim and Johnny warm up because you know, like this looks bad. So you know, it's actually silly. You know which players you know that might be needed. Yeah. Um, before the gaffers even thought about it, because yeah. it's just it's just one of those things. So like maybe, the maybe after a while, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of looking and you're, yeah. You're yeah. Think, nah, the, the, don't the, like um, this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you kind of get a feel for what's coming next, mm. don't you? After seeing it so many times, those those situations, and that's really. It is. I mean, look. Like, have you ever? Have you ever thought about coaching yourself? Have you ever had a go at it? Never. I would Never. be rubbish at it. I am far too soft. I am. I am very much a gentle parenting person. I'm. Mm. I've become my footballer's mum when I'm at football, and yeah. when the gaffer tells them off, I sneak in up and go, "He's okay. He loves you, really." Juniors, you know. You <laughs> yeah. Can be uh, nurturing. You know. I just don't. I, just don't I think, think I've got... you've got a lot of knowledge there. <laughs> definitely. Um, you know. You, you're, you're very yeah. switched on, and you know. Mm. You know. You know. You've got such a deep football knowledge. Mm. Oh, thank but you. <laughs> with the physio at the moment. Yeah, do, do you know what it is? I think that. I think my focus has turned like to teaching physios how to do this because I feel like it's a you don't really get taught yeah. what you know. It's like a bit like my like your old job as well that you know you a bit like when you're doing your coaching budget, you get taught how to do certain things, mm. but in real life it's completely different. Yeah. And when you go to Bognor, I'm not going to slag off Bognor too much, but um, you go somewhere at Bognor Reeves on Tuesday night and it's teeming down with rain. Yeah. And everything you've learned at university has gone out the window. Yeah. <laughs> like everything's different. Yeah. You know, four of them are injured and they probably shouldn't play, but they are because it's December. We've got to yeah, get through yeah, this yeah. game. Well, and you like need a free medic. You, you never is. know and, what's going to come and, next. Yeah. All you're sitting, just like, yeah, see, if, you, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan and you see that bit oh, of yeah, goes, Well, you know yeah, what? I won't, I won't say I am, I won't say I aren't, but I, I may have watched goes, them more than once. That's all I'm going to say. And the rain, a helm's deep and the rain comes down. He yeah. goes, and, and so it begins. That's <laughs> how so I feel so some days. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I know what's coming yeah. and it's going to be a day and we're going to just get through it. And then afterwards, we're going to all try and dry our hair <laughs> and try and get back home without catching pneumonia. But like I said, it's just one of the things that I, I think I just, I'm so passionate now about giving people the skills to be good physios um, mm. on, on pitch side, whether that's, your, whether that's your therapist or whether that's your physiotherapist or anything in between those titles. I think that it's a case of, you know, a bit like an experienced centre-back teaching a younger centre-back. It's where yeah. I am now, I think. I think yeah. I'm, the, yeah. I'm the old, I'm the old battle-axe <laughs> centre-back. Teaching the young ones. Teaching the young ones. You definitely, you know, you've got a great, great wealth of knowledge there and, 
you know the, the the clubs you work with are lucky to have you around and I've oh, seen firsthand some of the work that you've done and, mm. and it's um you know it's top notch and so looking at you know sporting injuries in in general then what's mm. what's the what's the more common types that you get to see and have you noticed that there's more regularity of certain injuries that are coming up as as games have developed and maybe pitches have changed mm. <laughs> I think the pitches one is probably the most controversial, isn't it? Because it's it's not. I don't think we're going to see the three G effects. We call it. Mm. Um, I think we're starting to see some effects on it. I mean, I I, I was very um, I don't know, lucky. I was at Quay when I went from the grass pitch to the three G, mm. and that pitch was horrible. You know, the ball would sit on it. It would. It was always waterlogged. And it would cut up. And I think that what we got was better than that. Granted, some of my slightly older players will say had some problems with their tendons afterwards. Yeah, but we, but we, I'll be honest, adaptive had a training. We, um, we loaded the tendons more. We did a bit more rehab around that, and we got through it. The younger mm. ones seem to adapt. I mean, would I like a three G? That's a good three G rather than a nasty old Sunday league pitch with divot in the middle of it. Yeah, I would. I'll be honest, because yeah. different kind of injuries in it. But yeah, I um, think you're right. I think you've got that with the four, three or four G now. Yeah. You've got that uniformity, haven't you? It's a flat yeah. surface. So you haven't got the divots and you haven't got the hills. You're not playing, you know, on slopes and and um, yeah. all of that. But oh. you can get there's different types of injuries. The injuries, guess, that yeah. Come with it. I've seen a couple of my players because mm. we play on a four G. Mm. Um, at Meridian mm. and this one was on another 4G over over um, Long Lane and it, yeah. he just come back from an ankle injury so he was just bringing him up we just got him yeah. up to 60 minutes and um, he's just standing still with turns and yeah. ACL and, and there's no one around him he's not running I... his foot's got stuck as he's turned yeah. and, and off you go and I kind of is that the kind of do you see a bit more of that or is yeah, that so just a bit over touched... Touch wood, I've not personally seen many of the um, ACLs on the 3G. I know there's been a, a anecdotally, there's been a lot of talk of people doing their knees, doing their knees yeah, on, on yeah. the 3Gs. Um, I think that it could be around footwear, not quite caught up with the artificial yeah. pitches. And, I, and, you know, but also like, I mean, by the way, Meridian's pitch is lovely now, isn't it? Crikey. Um, but can you be a, a top-notch grass pitch? No, you can't. Mm. You know, when you go onto a pro pitch, you're like, this is yeah. lovely. But yeah, I've, I've seen you know, even some of the pro pitches now. They're kind of like hybrid, aren't they? They've yeah. got this like Deso system where they have um, little sprouts of mm. um, Astro got mm. in with the grass to mm. kind of keep, give it that um, extra, you know, bit yeah. of life to it. So the technology is coming on. It, it is. Fans, and I, 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 I agree. Grass. A, a good grass pitch is better than any yeah. um, 4G pitch that you'll ever get. Absolutely right. And I, I think that in terms of the injuries and, and the period, I think you go through waves of them. So, like, in the early season, you need to get more of, like, the muscle injuries or getting back yeah. to fitness injuries, maybe a bit overloaded. So you've done mm. a bit too much, a bit too soon, so you might get your tendons kicking in. Yeah. Um, as the season goes on, you tend to get a, an increase in sort of the hamstrings popping in. As soon as the game levels go up, so you're going through, like, Christmas periods, maybe your yeah. Easter's, where you're a bit up on the games. Um, then you tend to find that more of the muscle injuries come in, like your hammies, right. your strains, your tears, those sort of things. You and you find that cons- more with, like, obviously with the intensity load into the into the season. But as the weather changes, do you find you know as yeah. you get into the winter that you get kind um, of more of that? With I think the my worst, or? yeah, my, my my worst part of the year actually is probably the summer. If I'm being honest, because right. the anything. 
I was having kittens on uh, last Saturday when it was 30 odd. Um, we, we, yeah. we were at Chatham, so we were on an artificial, so it was even hotter. Mm. You know, even though, I mean, it was 31, yeah. but I reckon it must have been close to the 35, probably on the pitch. Yeah. And just That's trying to manage, notice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We played, so... we played last week on the grass at thirty-two, mm. and we yeah. played yesterday on our four G at twenty-six, and it felt hotter mm. on that because I think the ground, the the, the the I guess the rubber pellets, mm. or whatever, they just hold the heat and radiate they, it back up. They do, um, and I, I'll be honest, it's, it, I think the only uh, there's only two injuries I really get aggy about in football, and that is heat-related stuff, so your heat exhaustions, heat strokes. Mm. Mm-hmm. All that 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 makes me very nervous as a physio. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there monitoring every single player, and I had two of them come back from injury as well. And it, bless them, they got ninety minutes out of each other. So I was very thankful yeah. for that. But um, and that and head injuries, which are quite consistent throughout the year. Um, yeah. Um, you know what it's like when it's when it's a bit wet, you get more slide tackles. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it's more fun. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's more fun to slide when it's wet. But I think it's like, I, I tend to find like you, you get a consistent baseline of like um, sprain strains, those sort of injuries. Injury is quite consistent throughout the year. I, I get a bit more twitchy when it's very hot, just because it can tickle off a lot of problems. I think I've had some yeah. anecdotes, some really bad problems with that. Yeah. I think I just go with a flow a lot these years. I think as I said, my main problem is you get the load of injuries. So I get more at Christmas mainly because. I think it's just the games go up. You know, the yeah. FA Cup toll is starting to show. The FA try so to get a good like run. A more condensed diary, so there's less exactly, recovery time yeah. between games. Exactly that. And as soon as that happens, I mean, let's be honest. Like we don't have recovery days in non-league because mm-hmm. these guys will go to work. You know, if if, if you know, I'm going to mention poor Ben again. If poor Ben's a scaffolder and he's yeah. got um, Bogner away on Tuesday night and got work on Wednesday morning, Wednesday Wednesday at six a.m. Where's his recovery time? He hasn't got it. Yeah. And he so, yeah. uh, after a couple of weeks of that sort of pattern. Ben will have a problem on his hands. So if we've got to manage him within a club and go, look, Gaffer, I know it's not ideal. We're going to need to rest him at some point on a Thursday night training because he needs to have a little bit of time to recover. Yeah. Yeah. Or can he can he come in? Can he can he miss out the rondo bit of the session and can he come into the gameplay bit? That way, at least we know we're not we're not overloading him more than we have to. Yeah, but that, yeah, that makes sense. That's that that's the relationship. Or go actually, we've got a Kent Cup match coming up. And you go, well, actually, no, I don't, I've, got, I've got a young kid from and you can put him in, we'll give him a rest. Like, yeah. it's all about communication, isn't it, really? The more yeah, you no, it's right. It yeah, it's right. Yeah. And you need, and like you say, we need to have, you need, you need someone like yourself there to have the mm. eyes on it all because the coaches are just going to be focused on, you know, results. Mm. Oh, he, he's all right. Yeah. He can do the job. But then having that relationship with the coach and, you know, and then trusting your, your kind of knowledge and, mm. you know, having that relationship where they, okay, fine. We'll do what you say. Mm. We need him for this game. So if it means the, you know, yeah. the offset is that he misses this bit of training or that bit of training, then yeah. so be it. But you need that kind of back yeah, and forth, a, don't you, to get it exactly right. that. But it's, it's like any game, isn't it? We all have to yeah. work together. Like I know it yeah. sounds it sounds weird, but me and the ref have to work together because yeah. ultimately the we we both have an overarching view of welfare of player. And if I think a player has a head injury mm. and he's not willing to come off. Mm. And we think it's something it's important. I have my back and work with my gaffer and the ref to say, look, let's just get him off and be safe. Mm. Um, you know, or there's a or I had it barking sadly more than once where he had to get game abandoned. He said the ref, like, look, I'm really sorry, I can't move him. And they go, Cool, it's not a problem. Thank you for your help. We'll yeah. get the rest of the team off, you know, and we'll give them yeah. a bit of privacy. Yeah. You know, we're all a big team. We're all a football family. I know everyone likes that phrase. We are a family and we should be we should be working together better. I and mean, the more we talk, the more we chat, the more we communicate, the easier this job is. 
that's what I find anyway. You yeah, know? no, for everybody. And and like you mm. say, it's it, it's it's all for the the betterment of the team, isn't it? You know, the whole squad. Exactly. It's, it's, the players benefit from it, and the manager will benefit from it because he'll have players available more often and and fit. Exactly. The players benefit yeah. from it because they're getting the right advice and treatment. Yeah. You know, so yeah, absolutely. Short term pain, long term gain, in it. One of them ones, and we, and we all want we, we all want a trophy at the end of the season, right? That's what I want. Yeah, it makes it makes all the right. traffic worth it. it. Makes all everything you do in the game makes it worth it. If you can if you can have success, it might not be Absolutely. a trophy. If you have success in that season, then that that yeah. makes it all worth it. Otherwise, it you know, yeah, it does. You know, worthwhile. It yeah, does. It absolutely does. Right. <laughs> absolutely right. Well, Ellie, I've got nothing more to ask. All oh. I can say is I really appreciate it. It's been a great chat, real insightful for me. Thank and I'm you. sure everyone will enjoy listening to it. Unless there's, if there's a final piece that you want to add or mention or anything like that, feel free. Um, but great conversation and, and thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thank you for your time. Well, it's always nice to have a chat. Always nice to have a chat. <laughs> always, always a pleasure. And uh, good you. luck today with... Uh, Wanderers. Who have they got today? They've got you've got uh, Ramsgate in the FA Cup, and quite a lot of their players play for Dons. So I'm going to have a great day. <laughs> oh, bro, there you go. Well, enjoy it, and all yeah, the no best. Worries. So people are on you. that result. Hopefully, you get the Cheers. result that you're you're looking for. Thank you. Thanks again to Cray Wanderers and Essie Dons physio Ali Maloney. Really enjoyed that. Thanks for your time. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the results for Kent County Division 1 West for Saturday the 16th of September. Bryden Rope 6, Parkwood Rangers 2, Crayford Arrows 3, South East Athletic 4, Dance and Sports Neil, Equinocchial 1, Langley Sports 2, Bromleyans 3, and Metrogas 4, Long Lane Neil. So let's have a quick look through those in a bit more detail and uh, compare the scores to the forecast, see how well we did last week on our uh, premonitions there. So Crayford v South East Athletic, I had that as a two-all draw. Um, it was much more high scoring than that with a 4-3 uh, away win to South East Athletic. So congratulations to the coaching team, Martin and Pat over there on their first points um, and a really good away win as well to boot. Uh, Dance and Sports, um, Neil Equinocchial won. Um, I had that down as a 5-0 um, to Equinocchial. So I've got the result correct there, one correct result, but the score obviously some way off. Always a difficult one to predict that. They played each other in the reverse fixture just the week before, as we saw, and Equinocchial uh, came away from that one 9-0. Um, so, you know, um, obviously some improvement there from dancing on the on the score side of things, but still unable to uh, get any points there. So moving on then, we had Langley uh, Sports v Bromleyans. I had that as a two-all. Wasn't a million miles away. Um, that one finished 3-2 to Bromleyans. So uh, another good away uh, win on the road for them. So congratulations to Bromleyans. Um, Metrogas v uh, Long Lane. I was kind of... On the on the cusp of thinking, well, this one could be a draw, um, but I went in the end with a three-two away win for Long Lane, so couldn't be much further off that. Metrogas have um, 
definitely turned the um you know the early season form around and uh and now moving very nicely um a very good uh kind of um result that to show you know four nil against who for the team that were top of the league at the time uh is a big statement win so congratulations to uh Wayne over at Metrogas and his team um on a really good result there so let's have a look now at how those results have affected the league standings. Uh, Kent County Division 1 West at um, after the fixtures of Saturday the 16th of September. First place, Falconwood. Second, Equinocchial. Third, Long Lane. Fourth, Bromleyans. Fifth, Metrogas. Sixth, Bryden Ropes Reserves. Seven, Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves. Eighth, South East Athletic. Ninth, Langley Sports. Tenth place, Crayford Arrows. Eleventh, Parkwood Rangers. And twelfth, Danson Sports. So just a quick review on that then. Falconwood moved top. They were second last week by virtue of goal difference. Uh, Equinocchial have moved up, I think, two places uh, and are now taking the second um, promotion spot in the early standings. So both teams there have played 4-1-4. Um, the only two teams on 100% records in the division still. Um, Falconwood's goal difference, 19. Equinocchial's plus 15. So Long Lane, with the size of that defeat uh, to Metrogas, has seen them drop out of the top two spots into third by the, uh, well, I guess pretty much due to the amount of goals they conceded there. Their goal difference has dropped to uh, plus 11. So it shows how competitive it is at the top there with... um, you know, just one defeat out of five is enough to see you drop out of that um, opening pack. Bromleyans, that that win's done them good. They're up to fourth on 10 points. Metrogas, um, I think that's three wins on the bounce for them after a slow start of two defeats. So that sees them up to fifth place on nine points. So they've played five, won three, lost two. And then sitting below that is ourselves. And we're sitting quite nicely in the pack now. Played five, and we've won two, drawn two. So just the one defeat for us um, on eight points. And as we've said, we've got our um, game in hand this Saturday over Bromleyans. So with no other clubs playing in the division, all in cup action, um, you know, a really big game for us against Langley Sports. Um, a win will see us um, move up um, two spaces um, into fourth place. And it sets us up nicely, a point behind Long Lane for the home fixture um, the weekend after. Obviously, on that scenario, we've got to earn the points and we don't know, you know, what what the result will be on that day. But it's a nice position to be in early on for us. And it shows the progression, I think, we've made since last season. Sporting Club Thamesmead, all, all the way down in seventh at the moment, but... They've played two or three games fewer than most. You, you know, they're on three games played this season and they're undefeated. So they've got two wins and a draw. So I'm expecting them to start jumping up the table a bit with the uh, performance we saw against them um, when we played them at home in our two-all draw. I expect them to be picking up wins and, and moving along quite nicely this season as well. South East Athletic are out of the um, relegation spaces with that win. That puts them up into eighth position. So nice, a nice little jump for them there. Langley Sports, who we've got next week, um, after just that narrow defeat to Bromleyan. So very competitive side. Um, they're still on one win from five. 
and Crayford Arrows um, are also on one win from five. Uh, Parkwood Rangers, um, by virtue of the size of the defeat, I think, with us on Saturday, has seen them drop into 11th in the relegation places um, on minus 10 goal difference and, and still yet to pick up a point. Um, but they do have game a game in hand on all the teams around them up to ninth place. Uh, Dance and Sports still with the no points on the table and minus 24. So early season, it's looking like um, it could be a challenging one for them. But as we've seen, things can turn around very quickly in this division. It's very early, still plenty to play for, 22 games to play. So, you know, there's still 16, 17 games for, for most teams to go. So very early doors and things will change. That is for sure. Um, so that's how the league table looks at the moment. Um, now let's have a quick look ahead to the fixtures for Saturday the 23rd of September. Um, as we said, just a one league fixture. So that will be Bryden Ropes Reserves v Langley Sports. Um, we will look forward to that game. And then the rest of the games are in the Kent Intermediate Cup. So, starting that off, we have Crayford Arrows v Minster. Um, I think with Crayford Star and Premier uh, Division opponents, I can't see much in that for Crayford. So, we'll go over a 4-0 away win for Minster. Cuxton 1991 v Falconwood. I think that would be an interesting game. Um, Result could go either way, really. But I'm going to go with the home side on that and give them a 2-1 victory. Dancing Sports v uh, Dan Gibbs, Guru Nanak. Um, Dan was on last week and, they've, as I said, they had a really good start. I did note that they would uh, had their first defeat of the season last week um, on the uh, last round of fixtures. So I'd expect he'll get them up for it and they'll bounce back. Um, I'm going to go over 3-0 away win to Guru Nanak on that one. Uh, Long Lane v Rochester City. Um, I'm going to go for a bounce back with Long Lane as well. And I'm going to go 3-0 to Long Lane at home in that one. Metrogas um, are at home to Littlebourne Saturdays. I don't know much about them, so I'm just going to go on what I know. So I'll give that as a 3-0 win to Metrogas. South East Athletic are at home to uh, Bexley. Bexley now Premier Division. Um, as good as um, South East Athletic have been, I think Bexley a very strong side. Um, we, you know, they beat us home and away last season. They're they're well organised, um, and I can't see a too much other than an away win. And I'm going to go three one uh, away win to Bexley on that. Then into the London Junior Cup, we've got Crofton against uh, Equinocchio. Um, Equinocchio's form has been really good and I know Crofton Albion playing in the um, in the Bromley uh, South London Football League uh, are a good side but I think Equinocchio will probably be too much so we'll go with a 4-0 away win finally we have Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves v Royal Lions um, I'm going to go with a 5-0 home win to Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves for that one. Well, that brings an end uh, to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the interview, Ali. I certainly did. Um, Have a great week in football and hope you can all join us next week. So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Baldwin Sports Youth, 
Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, The Grassroots Graphics, and Awards FC. Thank you for listening to the show, and I'll see you next week. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.